Hey guys, it's Kyle back with Kyle Brell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 73, I believe. Yep. Um, uh, last, well, yeah, kind of the... No, I'll still have one more ranking after this, but after that, it'll be... After this week, it'll be bowl game, so... Um, we're going to kick it off with my post-week 13. Heading into conference title week, top 23 power rankings. A lot of shifting going on. Um, had some a lot of significant risers and fallers. Uh, then we're going to do my week 13 reactions and my conference championship week predictions. Then we're going to do combat sports. Talk a little bit about Fury, Chizora 3 this weekend. Nate Diaz, Jake Paul, uh, UFC Fight Night, Connor's Return, John Jones, Masvidal, a little bit of everything. Then we're going to go into my post-week 12 NFL Top 16 Power Rankings. My Week 13 Game Predictions. My post-week 12 NFL Playoff Predictions. Um, World Cup Reactions this far. Big win for the U.S. today. 1-0 over uh, Iran um, to uh, advance to the knockout stage. They'll take on the Netherlands Saturday morning. And then at the end, we'll give a podcast Fantasy Football League update. Uh, before we start, like just say that so mock drafts are going to be every other podcast, but I'm going to start the weeks I'm not doing them on the podcast. I'm going to start posting them on Twitter. They were posted tonight. Uh, always check Twitter. Uh, unedited pod is the underscore, and then Instagram also unedited pod KB. Um, that's where I post the links to the podcast and stuff like that. So make sure you check that out. Um, but we'll get started here with the you know post week 13 college football top 23 power ranking. So again, we have the. Michigan-Ohio State game, so that knocked Ohio State out. We have a new team in the top four. Obviously, Georgia remains one. Could have argued Michigan, though. I really think you could have argued Michigan for one. Um, They beat down Penn State and Ohio State now. Uh, But Michigan at two, TCU in at three, uh, getting a 62-14 trouncing of Iowa State. Um, USC in at four now at 11-1 after a big win against Notre Dame. They obviously play for the Pac-12 title uh, coming up against Utah, I believe, on Friday. At five, the debate was Alabama and Ohio State, right? That was the debate. So at the immediate reaction, I said Alabama. I don't think either of these teams are honestly better than the four teams that are ahead of them. I really don't. I think TCU and USC are better than Ohio State. And uh, look at Ohio State. They have some quality wins now in the Pac-12. And their only losses on the road at Utah for two two point conversion by one, you know, and I know Al, you're going to say, well, Alabama lost on two point conversion in a late game field goal, but Alabama hasn't beat anyone. Old Miss, their best win. Old Miss is not in my rankings anymore. They've lost three in a row. Um, Ohio State, they have one good win, and that's why I put them over Bama. They have a true good win. The number seven team in my rankings now, Penn State on the road and handily. So I think Ohio State has to be at five. Um, I think Ohio State probably has the – I hate saying they have the more – I think they do have the more complete team than Alabama. Alabama's receivers really worry me in a big game if you're playing a good defense like a Michigan or a Georgia. That really worries me. I think Ohio State still has the ability to make some things happen in those type of games. So obviously the big you know, the big question this week wasn't going to be the top four. It was going to be who's at five because that is who has the chance unless obviously TCU but some people are saying if TCU loses even and unless it's a beatdown that they'll stay in the playoff because I mean really who should jump TCU honestly so even if TCU loses you could arguably say that Ohio State or Alabama would need USC to lose as they would need USC to be the team to lose because they probably they would not make the playoff at 11 and 2 USC would not um 
But TCU at 12-1, their resume is going to be much more complete than Ohio State's and Alabama. USC, TCU is a lot of good wins. A lot of really good wins. So it's going to be interesting to come down. I think it's really going to – I think TCU, Michigan, and Georgia are all locked in, except if TCU gets blown out by K-State. USC loses, then that's where it gets dicey. The committee did have Ohio State at five. I do as well. So my team to be in, I would put Ohio State in. Um, but who knows, though, if TCU and USC lose, let's say TCU gets beat, I don't know, 34 to 10 against K-State and USC loses to Utah. Now you're possibly talking about Ohio State and Bama jumping in the top four together. Um, and Ohio State playing a rematch. You'd have SEC versus SEC and Big Ten versus Big Ten. Um, you'd have a rematch of Michigan-Ohio State immediately, you know, pretty quickly. So we'll see what happens. But that's the six. And like I said, seven's Penn State for me. It's only two losses for Michigan-Ohio State. They handle their business, too, when they play these other teams that aren't very good. They handle their business. So, I, you know, so Ohio, Penn State in at seven for me. Eight, I do have Tennessee. I know they have no hand and hooker, but they still went on the road. I know it's Vandy, but they won 56-0. They were 13-point favorites. They didn't just cover that spread. They easily covered that spread. I have K-State in at nine. Um, you know, they have some tough two-lane losses looking fine. I have two-lane at 13 in my rankings. They've lost to TCU. And they lost to Texas, who is also ranked. So they've lost to three ranked teams. One of them is in the playoff right now. One is going to be in the New Year's Six Bowl unless they lose in their conference title. And Texas is one of the most talented teams in the country. Uh, Washington in at 10. It kind of sucked for Washington. They were kind of in a – they needed Utah to lose to Colorado and Oregon to lose to get in. But once Utah won, they were kind of dead because uh, Oregon lost. So really their win meant nothing if they won – that puts Utah in, so it really didn't matter for them. It kind of sucks. I think Washington has put together a really good season. I do have them at 10. I have Utah at 11 at 9-3. and three. They're going to get the chance at USC again. Uh, obviously, they beat them once. They're their only, USC's only loss, so USC looking for a bit of revenge. Um, that'll be a really good game. 12, I dropped Clemson to 12. I mean, I don't think they should have any – I think the committee kept them in the top 10. I don't think they have any – they should have any say in the top 10. Who have they beat? Wake? Wake's kind of fallen off a little bit. No, you can't say Clemson should be in the top 10. And no, it really doesn't matter if they're 10 or 12, whatever I have them. They're not going to get in the playoff, obviously. But hey, they shouldn't be in the top 10. Tulane at 13 for me. Again, really good team. Um, they're going to play UCF for the conference title. They've lost to UCF. The one, uh, most, I'd say most likely you're looking at it, Tulane. And I don't have UTSA or Cincinnati in my top 23. So I would say the winner of this is def- is going to be uh, the representative for the group of five into the New Year's Six Bowl. At 14, I got Florida State. Again, put together a pretty good season. Nine and three. Really good year for them. Um, they're in at 14. 15, I got UCLA. They end with a win. I'll be a little shaky against Cal, but a win's a win. LSU. I dropped them big. I dropped them down to 16. That's a bad loss. That's a two two possession loss to a team that was three and eight. Three and eight. Okay. I know Texas A&M has a lot of talent, but they were still a 3-8 football team. Uh, 18, I got Oregon State. Huge win over Oregon, who I have right behind them at 19. Oh, South Carolina was at 17, though. Two back-to-back top 10 wins for South Carolina. Very impressive to end their season. Um, really excited to see what they can put together next year. Uh, Notre Dame, I have at 20 after the loss to... Uh, after the loss to USC. They finished the season 8-4. and four. Um, I have Texas in at 21 at 8-4. and four. They get a win over Baylor, but obviously they need K-State to lose to KU. That didn't happen, so they're not going to the Big 12 title. 
UCF at 22. Again, you know, Tulane's the only team for me ranked above them. I would put, I would jump, if UCF can beat Tulane, I think, because not a lot of teams are playing, you're going to see me probably have UCF ranked over Tulane. Uh, they would have to be the representative if they can win. And then I have North Carolina at 23. You know, could argue UTSA or Purdue, but Carolina at 23. So significant risers, Tennessee 11 to 8, K-State uh, 12 to 9, Oregon 13 to 10, Utah 16 to 11, Tulane 20 to 13, Florida State 17 to 14, UCLA 18 to 15, South Carolina 22 to 17, Oregon State 23 to 18, Texas unranked to 21, and UCF unranked to 22. Significant fallers: um, Ohio State two to five, LSU six to sixteen, Clemson eight to twelve, Oregon ten to nineteen, Notre Dame fourteen to twenty, UNC fifteen to twenty-five, Cincinnati nineteen to unranked, and Ole Miss twenty-one to unranked. Teams in consideration: my next five out: Purdue eight and four, UTSA at ten and two, Mississippi State at eight and four, Cincinnati at nine and three, and Ole Miss at eight and four. So those would be the standings again right now. You know. Every you know all four teams. It's it's set. If those four teams win, those four teams will stay in. Um, I would say Georgia and Michigan win pretty handily. You know I I think TCU and USC both win, but they have tougher challenges in Kansas State for TCU and Utah for USC. Ohio State and Alabama are just sitting there. You know really, it's, I mean, it's really just Ohio State because you you don't think two of the three will two or you don't think TCU and USC will lose. But Alabama and Ohio State are just going to have to sit there and wait and see what happens. Uh, as of right now, Alabama is going to go to the Sugar Bowl and probably play Kansas State or potentially TCU if they – no, it's Kansas State no matter what because if K-State wins, they get the Sugar Bowl. So uh, Alabama is looking probably to play K-State as of right now um, in the Sugar Bowl. Ohio State probably – so if the top four win, mm, so that means you'll get the second highest ranked Pac-12. So you would get Ohio State versus Washington in the Rose Bowl. That would be that. That would be that bowl game right now. Ohio State for them would be Washington in the Rose Bowl. Obviously, if Utah wins, it'll be a rematch of last year. It'll be Utah. I don't know what bowl game USC will go to. They could get the at large game where they play Tulane or UCF, but Utah would definitely go to the uh, Rose Bowl with a win, Pac-12 winner. So that's what could happen for Ohio State. So my main re- five reactions to Week 13. Ohio State Michigan game was stunning to me. It was really stunning to see the game get out of hand like that. I was really shocked. Um, I honestly couldn't really believe it. Uh, I couldn't believe that Ohio State up twenty three twenty ends up just getting blown out forty five twenty three. It was shocking. Uh, it was it was a wake up call for Ohio State. As two straight years, you've been dominated at the line of scrimmage, and uh, Michigan just running all over you. And then McCarthy was throwing all over you. Interesting. Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. Uh, he's got the Heisman. I even think he has the Heisman one if he loses the Utah, unless he plays horrific. I just don't see a second guy right now that can take it from. Maybe Stetson Bennett, maybe. But I think Caleb Williams got it wrapped up. Maybe we should just believe TCU is legit. Maybe we should. I kind of think you know each week, including myself, everyone just waiting. All right, this is the week TCU is going to you know TCU is going to get knocked off. This is it. All right, let's be real. TCU is not an undefeated team. Well, here we are at twelve and zero with one game to go before the playoffs. Can K State do it? K-State had them in the first game. They had them and didn't win it, you know, so we'll see what happens. Um, Alabama or Ohio State could sneak in the playoffs. Yeah, more than likely it's Ohio State because I doubt two teams lose, but it could happen. Um, but Ohio State could sneak into the playoffs. And Alabama, too, if they have, if TCU and USC lose. We'll see. That'll be very interesting what happens if TCU loses. Do they committee – will the committee respect what TCU's done enough to stay in? Uh, hell of a performance by my boy Spencer Rattler two straight weeks. 
another big one. First it was Tennessee, then it was South Carolina. Great, great job by Rattler. South Carolina finishes eight and four. Uh, really good season for them. I think they're gonna be really good next year as well. Um, check my uh, score updates here. Play by play. Got some bets going on. Sorry. Uh, Missouri will have the ball. I need Missouri to beat Wichita State. They're down one with 20 seconds left. I need Golden State to beat the Mavs. They're down two with four to play. All right, so results, I went two and three. I had Tulane over Cincinnati. That was a win. I did have Clemson over South Carolina. That was a loss. I had Ohio State over Michigan. That was a loss. I had Oregon over Oregon State. That should have been a win. That was a loss, though. And I had USC over Notre Dame. That was a win. So I'm 40 and 25 on the year. To end the year, I always don't do the five. I do the main six conference championships so the Pac-12 the Big 12 the AAC the SEC the ACC and the Big 10 so Friday there is a pack the Pac-12 title game is played on a Friday number 11 Utah at number four USC give me USC 38 30 to get into the playoff Big 12 title game Saturday 11 a.m. oh the USC game's Friday at 7 p.m. so Saturday 11 a.m. number nine Kansas State at number three TCU I'm gonna go TCU 34 24 AAC title game, number 22, UCF, at number 13, Tulane, Saturday at 3. Give me Tulane, 37-34. SEC title game, 16th-ranked LSU, at number 1, Georgia. That's at Saturday at 3. Give me Georgia, 38-20. ACC title game, which has become meaningless by the week. Um, number 23, North Carolina, at number 12, Clemson. Give me Clemson, 34-31. That's Saturday at 7. Also Saturday at 7, Big Ten title game, Purdue at num- or Purdue versus number two, Michigan. Shouldn't have been saying at. I've been getting used to saying at because of the, uh, you know, picking games all year. You always, I always have the second, the away team second. Um, but, yeah, uh, I have uh, Michigan 38-23, pretty easily winning that game. Um, foul, set them going to the line. Mizzou could be going to the line. Need uh, Golden State to really uh, get it together here. Um, so let's get. We're gonna get into combat sports now. Start with boxing. Um, Fury Chisora three. Preview odds and prediction. Where's it at? Need the thing. Okay, so the odds right now are very lopsided. Tyson Fury, minus 2,500. Derek Chisora, plus 1,000. I'm supposed to tell you that this fight means something. It just doesn't, I don't think. I don't see how Chisora can really do much against Tyson Fury, correct? You know, I mean, it's just it's just tough. Um, so let's go to his record. Where's the record at? What is happening? Wikipedia being absolutely in shambles. Do they not have his record? They have fought before. Okay, so here we go. Fury coming off the Dillian White knockout. He, uh, before that, knocked out Deontay Wilder twice. Then he, he decisioned Otto, Otto Valin. Knocked out Tom Schwartz. Decision with Wilder. That's all since 2018. He fought Chizora last in 2014. Uh, I believe, yeah, Chizora didn't get up off the stool. And then he fought him way, way back then. A decision in 2011. So it's been eight years, um, nearly to the day. Actually, today, November 29th, is eight years of today. 
They'll fight December 3rd, but eight years today was the last time they fought. They fought twice. I, I understand Fury's trying to stay ready, and she's always, always down for a fight, but uh, I just really don't understand the fight. I know people are going to say, oh, you just got to gotta look at it. It's, uh, you know, it's Fury staying ready. I know. He's coming off a win over, Pul- uh, over Pulev. Before that, he lost to Parker, lost to Parker, lost to Usyk, and albeit decisions. He went to decision with... Uh, with uh, Usyk, he had a split decision loss that I think a lot of people thought he beat Joseph Parker, and then he rematched Parker and lost. Uh, then he fought Kubrat Pulev and got a win in a decision. So I mean, you know, this is his final ride. This is his final ride. Um, I don't. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. Um, I just don't think it's a fight that really makes a ton of sense. You know, I understand that Fury wants to stay busy, and I I love him for that. You know, a lot of boxers don't do that. They'll just sit out and not fight. So I love what Fury's doing. I think he definitely gets the win here. Uh, I'm going to go stop. I don't think think Chizora can go all the rounds. I think Fury doesn't come out there and bulldoze him necessarily. I think he knocked out. He knocked out, what's his name, White in the 6th. I'm going to say around there. I'll say a 6th or 7th, 6th or 7th round stoppage for Tyson Fury on Saturday. Against Derek Chizora. Um, Mavs Warriors coming down to the end. It is 111-110 Mavs with 134 to go. Stephen Curry turnover. That's not good. Looking dead there with uh, the Warriors potentially. Um, but yeah, I just don't see it going to be. It's not going to be good for. I just don't think it's going to be good for old uh, for old uh, Chizora, man. Uh, Nate Diaz out of his UFC contract wants to box first in 2023 and wants to have two more fights after. Uh, he didn't say what those fights would be or where. I'm guessing that he has one in his own promotion of real fights. Um, and then maybe at the end of the year, he comes back for a Connor trilogy at the UFC. That could very well happen. Jake has offered three guys a contract for his next fight. Jake Paul, that being. Um, I'm guessing that has to be Tommy Fury, Andrew Tate, and Nate Diaz. And I think Nate Diaz is the one that'll happen. I think you're going to get Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz in February or March. That would be my guess. Um, so UFC... Um, UFC Fight Night Wonderboy versus Holland preview odds. And I'll give predictions. I read them out. Good fight night card. Really good fight night card. So again, uh, the fights that we're going to be picking from, Michael Johnson, Mark Diakessi on the prelim should be a banger. Uh, Clay Guida, Scott Holtzman will be very good. Eric Anders versus Kyle Dawkins. Jack Hermanson versus Roman Delice. Ty Tuavasa versus Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, Matthew Nicolau versus Matt Schnell. Barbarina versus Dos Anjos. Hon- Thompson versus Holland. It's a really good fight night. Uh, glad the UFC is doing it. We can check the odds, and I'll give my prediction. I don't remember exactly like what. I have the finishes down. Not here with me, but I'll just give you who I think is going to win. Uh, Johnson, Diakesi. I'm going Diakesi. Um, don't think this will be a particularly close fight. I think Diakesi is just too fast for Johnson at this point. Guida Holtzman. I'm going Guida, the underdog. He's a oh Holtz Diakesi's minus three forty to plus two fifty. Guida versus Holtzman. I'm going to go with the old gun Guida. I mean, both guys are old, of course, but I'm going to go with Guida. He's plus one twenty four to minus one sixty. Uh, Eric Anders and Kyle Dawkins. Anders is plus 172. Dawkins minus 225. I'm going Dawkins as well. Delice versus Hermanson. Delice plus 154. Hermanson minus 200. I'm going to go Hermanson there. Sergey Pavlovich minus 210 over two of us at plus 162. I'm going two of us. I think he gets this one done. 
Uh, Matt Schnell versus Matthias Nikolaou. This is a great. This is a really good fight. I understand why the odds are wide. Nikolaou, younger guys coming in, big win streak. He's minus four hundred to Matt Schnell's plus two eighty five. I don't think the fight goes like those odds think they're going to go though. Uh, Dosanos Barbarina. I do think this fight goes how the odds think. Minus five ninety for Dosanos, plus three ninety for Barbarina. I think Dosanos wins. I also think Nikolaou beats Schnell. Wonderboy versus Holland. Holland plus one twenty for Wonderboy, minus one fifty four for Holland. I'm kind of shocked by that. I am going Kevin Holland though. I think he gets it done. Um, I think he's. I think he's just the more youthful fighter, um, and I think he'll figure out a way to get it done. Um, so yeah, those are the, that's the UFC fight night card. It's a really good card for a fight night. Honestly, it's a really good card. Um, and then Connor looking for an April return. Let me grab a drink real fast. Connor looking for an April return. He, uh, he'll be eligible to fight in February, which is good. Um, so Connor will be back around April, I think. Maybe March, but I'm going to guess April. Uh, I'm guessing Michael Chandler or Justin Gaethje will be the return opponent. With Burns' fight out of the window, who does Masvidal face next? That is a very good question. Who does George Masvidal face next? Um, because it's tough, right? You know, Burns is kind of gone by the wayside. He's got a fight booked with Neil Magny. He just wanted to fight, and, you know, what's-his-name wouldn't fight him. Masvidal wouldn't fight him in January. Again, there's talks of a Michael Chandler being a possibility. That's a big fight. But let's just look at the division. He's ranked 11. I think the only fight that makes sense right now, looking at it stylistically for him to have a fun fight, Vicente Luque at 9. I think that's the only fight that makes sense right now. He's not going to fight Bilal. You know, he's not going to fight Hamzad. He's not going to fight Colby. Probably not going to fight Sean Brady, who's going to try to wrestle him. You know, Vicente Luque makes a ton of sense. Potentially a big fight with a Gaethje or a Poirier, though, or a Chandler, though, makes sense. Not Poirier, obviously, they're boys. Potentially, though, that makes sense. Um, that I would love to see. So, um, that's the one that I think makes the most sense, though. Would be a Vicente Luque fight, or Mike. You know, if a guy coming up in weight, Michael Chandler or Gaethje. I'm guessing those two guys though are holding out for the big fight with Connor. Would be my guess, um, which they should. Um, but yeah, I think that's what's next for Masvidal. And again, I'm not going to confirm or deny the reports that I've seen because I'm not gonna I don't think they're from all legit sources but John Jones to return at UFC 285 which I believe that one is in March against either Francis Ngannou or Curtis Blades um it'll be Ngannou if he can get his negotiations done with UFC or it's going to be against Blades for the interim or the undisputed title if Ngannou is stripped um very possible that goes either way um so I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, but that's what they're looking for now is what the word on the, word on the street is. So let's get into my post-week 12 NFL top 16 power rankings. Chiefs at one still, easy, 9-2. and two. Dolphins at two, they're 8-3. and three. Uh, If Eagles at three, they're 10-1. and one. Cowboys at four, they're 8-3. and three. Vikings at five, they're 9-2. and two. Bills at six, they're 8-3. and three. 
Uh, Niners at seven, they're seven and four. Bengals at eight, they're seven and four. Ravens at nine, they're seven and four. Titans at ten, they're seven and four. Giants at eleven, they are seven and four. Commanders at twelve, they're seven and five. Chargers at thirteen, they're six and five. Jets at fourteen at seven and four. Seattle at fifteen at six and five, and the New England Patriots at six and five at sixteen. So my predictions, I don't have my brothers, but the records right now, I am nine games up on my brother. I'm 106-70-1. He's 97-79-1. Thursday Night Football, Bills at Patriots. Give me the Bills, 24-17. Broncos at Ravens. Give me the Ravens, 27-16. Browns at Texans in Watson's return game. Give me the Browns, 31-17. Steelers at Falcons. I don't know in this game, but I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. I didn't know what to do, but I'm going to go pick it 27-24. Steelers get the win. Packers at Bears. Give me the if I don't think Fields is going to play. Rodgers expect to. Give me the Packers 20-17. Jaguars at Lions. High scoring. Give me the Jags 33-30. Jets at Vikings. Give me the Vikings 31-27. Redskins at Giants. Give me the Redskins 23-20. Titans at Eagles. This is my upset of the week. Titans 26-23. Uh, Sunday mid to late day games. Uh, Seattle at the Rams, Seahawks, I'm going to take them 24-17. Dolphins at Niners, this is a tough one to call. I'm going to go run Niners 30-27 though. Chargers at Raiders, give me a Raiders in a shootout 37-33. Chiefs at Bengals, give me the Chiefs 34-31. Colts at Cowboys, give me the Cowboys 27-13. Saints at Bucks on Monday Night Football, give me the Bucks 30-20. Um... So my post-week 12 NFL playoff prediction standings, I'm going to go uh, here in the NFC. One seed, I think I think the Eagles still hang on to it. Vikings get the two. Niners get the three. Bucks get the four. I have the Cowboys at the five, the Redskins at the six, and the Giants at the seven. So I have all four teams from the NFC East making it. AFC, Chiefs one, Dolphins two, Ravens three. Titans 4, Bills 5, Bengals 6. I'm still going to have the Chargers sneaking in, sneaking in. Um I think the I think the Jets and, you know, Patriots will finish 8 and 9, 9 and 8. I think the Chargers can get in at 9 and 8 though, 10 and 7 record. They'll sneak in. So World Cup reactions as far again, you know, we could we didn't get Fion, you know, just, you know, it's, you know, Thanksgiving week, a lot of family stuff, so we didn't get him on, but I obviously one do a pod. We're going to talk about the World Cup here. I'm going to Let's see, the Warriors full-time out there. Uh, down three with four seconds. Missouri now up four, though, with 238 in overtime, so that looks good. Let's pull up the World Cup group standings. Group standings. So a couple groups are done and through. Um, it's been awesome watching the World Cup, though, I will say. It's been really fun. You know, So the Netherlands will go through in first place on seven points. Senegal will go through in second place on six points. Ecuador had four points. They are eliminated. Qatar on zero points, eliminated. Uh, England goes through in group one as the number one. It was seven points. USA gets second with five. Iran three with three. And Wales fourth with one. So they are eliminated with Iran. Uh, England will take on Senegal. United States will take on the Netherlands. So here's some other groups that will be played tomorrow. You have Poland in first right now on four points. Um, Argentina on second with three points. Saudi Arabia in third on three points. Their goal difference was negative one, though. Argentina's one. Mexico in fourth with one point. I believe Mexico and Saudi Arabia play tomorrow. And then Poland, Argentina, 
feels like some basically some elimination games. You need to win them. You know, you need to win them. Um, I believe that Argentina beats Poland tomorrow, and I'm actually going to say Mexico beats Saudi Arabia, but it's going to be like a 1-0 win for Mexico. Poland's going to lose 2-1. Poland will go through on goal differential in second. Argentina and Poland advance. France, they are, France, they are through on six points. Um, Australia is actually in second on three points. Denmark in third with one point. Tunisia with one point in fourth. I think Denmark beats Australia, and they will go through with France, is my prediction for Group D. Group E, Spain on top with four points. Japan in second with three. Costa Rica in third with three. Costa Rica's, Costa Rica's goal differential could hurt them with that big 7-0 loss. And then Germany with one point in fourth. Germany's going to play Costa Rica, and Japan is going to play Spain. I think Spain beats Japan 2-0 or 3-1. I think Germany's going to beat Costa Rica 2 or 3-0. I think Germany's going to end up getting over Japan on goal differential. Or it won't even matter on goal differential. They're going to win. Spain and Germany are going to go through from Group E, in my opinion. Group F, Croatia and Morocco with four points. Croatia has the goal differential edge by one. Belgium with three points. Um, and third, and then Canada and uh, fourth, they are eliminated right now. So you have Canada versus Morocco, Croatia versus Belgium. I'm going to say Croatia and Belgium draw. Morocco beats Canada. I actually think Morocco is going to end up topping this group with Croatia finishing in second and Belgium going home with Canada. Brazil is through. <coughs> they will play Switzerland, who's in second with three points. Cameroon and Serbia are third and fourth with one. I think Cameroon's going to beat Serbia, and I think Brazil's going to beat Switzerland. So I'm going to say Cameroon and Brazil. Oh, no, Cameroon plays Brazil, don't they? Okay, no, Brazil's going through. They're going to beat Cameroon. Switzerland's going to beat Serbia. So it's going to be Brazil and Switzerland through in Group G. Group H, Portugal is through on six points. Um, to the knockout stage, they will play South Korea, who's on one point in third. Ghana in second with three points. They beat South Korea and Uruguay, who's looked very underwhelming for me on one point in fourth. I think Portugal and South Korea draw, and I think Ghana beats Uruguay, and Ghana and Portugal go through to the next stage. Um, so those would be my predictions or the rest of the World Cup, which obviously continues tomorrow. USA plays Netherlands at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, big game for the U.S., obviously. Can they beat them, get through? We'll see. So now a podcast league fantasy football update. Um, Missouri is up three with 50 seconds left in overtime. Warriors did lose, so I lost my NBA bet tonight. I had a four-day four day streak in the NBA, but that is obviously dead. So here we go to the unedited league. I got a win. I finally ended the winning, the losing streak. Um, so we're heading. How many weeks do we have left? We have three weeks left in the in the regular season. Week sixteen kicks off the playoffs. So I am back up in second. Lucius gave him, my brother got a win. Gave himself a fighting chance to get in. He's at five and seven. He's two back. Uh, Miller or Blaze Bala, Josh is in at one, at eight and four. Miller at two at eight and four. Myself at seven and five at three. Trey at seven and five at four. Craig at fifth at six and six. My brother at uh, five and seven and six. Fletch is four and eight. 
and seventh. And Coley, who's been now eliminated from the playoffs at three and nine. Fletch has an outside chance. He's, it's going to take a lot of heroics. So the playoff matchup right now would be Josh versus Trey, and I would face Miller if the playoffs started today. Uh, this week I have Fletch. Um, normal team, man. Hopefully my running backs are banged up a little bit. It kind of scares me. Um, I have Debo. I have uh, Deontay Foreman, Hopkins on a bye as well. Um, so right now, my I'm obviously Josh Allen at quarterback, but McCaffrey and Etienne are questionable. They're a bit banged up. Diggs and Waddle at receiver. Schultz at tight end. Zeke and Goblin in the flex. And then Dak at super flex. Uh, Cameron Dicker, the kicker, is my kicker. And the Browns' defense against Houston is who I'm playing this week. But, I mean, if I think McCaffrey's going to go. Etienne has to sit. I bump Zeke up to running back, and then I would either play mm, – I would play Christian Watson probably or AJ Dillon in the flex, but that's the league update right now. Um, but this league's been a blast. Uh, Podcast league winding down three weeks left in the regular season. Um, I guess I can update the yeah the dynasty league we have. Obviously, if you don't know about dynasty league, um, it's a team you draft and you keep the team and you only draft rookies. So right now in the one division, it's ten teams. Uh, McGinnis at our, my division is super weak this year. We have two teams in the playoffs, both at six and six. The other division has four teams in the playoffs: one at six and six, one at eight and four, two at nine and three. So right now, McGinnis at six and six uh, is number one in my division. I am number two at six and six. My brother is number three at six and six. Tate and Trey are both three and nine. How many weeks do we have left in this one, though? Because this is a di- this is sixteen playoffs, I believe. So I want to say we might only have. God bless it, dude. We might only have two weeks left in this regular season with 16 playoffs. Yeah, we only have two weeks left in this one, so that means uh, Trey and Tate are eliminated from playoff contention. Um, Colby is 9-3 and three in the top of his division. Schmidt also 9-3. and three. Fletch at 8-4. and four. Carter at 6-6. Six and six. Carter is in right now because he has the head-to-head over my brother, I believe. I think we go head-to-head. I'm not sure. But Or maybe, no, Lou might be, and we might have three teams in because I think it goes off points. So right now the buys would be McGinnis and Colby because division winners get a buy. Yeah, Lou would face uh, Schmidt, and then I would face Fletcher uh, if the playoffs started today. So we each have three teams in. We just have three, six, and six teams in. They have nine and three, nine and three, eight and four, and then Carter six and six. Chase at four and eight, not eliminated, but needs Carter to lose out, and he's got to put up some points to try to sneak in and have my brother lose out as well. So kind of eliminated there. But uh, yeah, uh, Thursday we will be, we will be back with, uh, um, KB and the boys. Uh, obviously, we did. Oh, I guess I can update that real quick. I didn't think about that. Uh, so last week, locks did not go well for the boys. Uh, Colby goes two and one. Um, I went. No, 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 no. Where's it? Okay, so I went one and two last week. Schmidt two and one. Carter zero oh, and three. Colby two and one. Uh, Nick won one and one. Miller one and two. Fletch and Tate zero oh and three. So the boys did not do well last week, but that was a non episode. So we'll be back for episode thirteen, um, to, or on Thursday. Uh, we'll definitely be back for that. Uh, missed it last weekend, of course. Love doing that podcast with the boys, but uh, we'll be back next weekend for that. But yeah, um, big weekend of college football, conference championship weekend. Um, thank you guys for listening again, though. Peace. See you Thursday.